0: The building blocks of any compliance program lay the foundation for a best practices compliance regime. For instance, the lifecycle management of third parties, most compliance practitioners understand the need for business justification, questionnaire, due diligence, evaluation, and compliance terms and conditions in the contract. However, as many companies mature in their compliance program, the issue of third-party management becomes more important It is also the one where the rubber meets the road of operationalizing of compliance. It is an area the DOJ specifically articulated in the 2019 evaluation. How does the company monitor its third parties? Does the company have audit rights to analyze the books and accounts of the third parties? And has the company exercised those rights in the past? How does the company train its third-party relationship managers about compliance risk and manage them? key is to have a strategic approach to how you structure and manage your third-party relationships. This may mean more closely partnering with your third parties to help manage the compliance risk. It certainly leads towards enabling your company control risk while optimizing the performance of third parties. So what are the steps? Number one, consolidate your third parties, but retain fallback positions. It is incumbent that you consolidate your third parties to a smaller number to yield better cost leverage. From a compliance perspective, it should also make the entire life cycle management easier for you as well. However, you must not over consolidate going down to a single third party. Next, monitor your subcontracted work. This is one area that requires an appropriate level of compliance management. If If your direct contracting party has the right or will need to subcontract, work out to someone, you need to have the visibility into this going forward. Next, legal protection. This is where your compliance terms and conditions will come into play. Consider a full indemnity if your third party violates the FCPA and your company is dragged into an investigation because of the third party's actions. Another important clause is material breach of violation. This means that you can legally, under the terms of the contract, terminate it immediately with no requirement for notice and cure. Once again, you may be constrained by local laws, but if you do not have this clause, uh, you will have to give uh, notice and cure or an opportunity, uh, rather, for cure. Financial health. This is one area not usually discussed in the compliance arena around third parties, but it seems most self-evident. You can certainly imagine the disruption that will occur if your prime third party in a country or region went bankrupt. But the compliance realm is yet, this is an, another untoward red flag that rises in these circumstances. It's one that you must uh, investigate. And finally, financial incentives. One of the key elements for any third-party contract is the compensation issue. If the compensation is too high, it will create a very large pool of money that can be used to pay bribes. It's mandatory that your company link any compensation or payment to the performance of third parties. By linking the contractual compensation to performance, there should be an increased third-party performance. This is especially valuable when agreed-upon KPIs can be tracked. This would seem to be low-hanging fruit from the compliance practitioner. If you've not come up with some type of metric from the compliance perspective, you should work with your business relationship team to develop such KPIs. You should risk rank your third parties based on a variety of factors, including the length of relationship, benchmarking metrics, and KPIs. This is the way for the compliance practitioner to have an ongoing risk ranking for third parties that can work as a preventative and even prescriptive prong of a compliance program and allow the delivery of compliance resources to those third parties that might need or warrant them. Auditing third parties. Critical to any best practices compliance program and an important tool in operationalizing your compliance program this is a key manner in which your company can manage third party relationships after the contract is signed and when one which the government will expect you to engage in going forward document review and selection is an important part in this process and you should ask for as much electronic information as you can well in advance of the audit request several categories of documents including trial balance charts of accounts journal entry files audited financial statements etc You should also uh, plan for interviews of third parties, uh, employees who interact with foreign governments, entities, including their business leadership, sales, marketing, or BD team, operations, logistics, legal compliance, if they have it. For interview topics, there are several lines of inquiry. Remember, this is an audit interview, though, not an investigative interview. So looking at general procedures and policies, books and records relating to compliance, testing knowledge of compliance, regulatory challenges they may face, government interactions, et cetera. Managing your third party is where the rubber meets the road in your overall third party risk management program. You must execute on this task. Even if you are successful in navigating the first four steps in a business relationship, then uh, you must move forward with managing the relationship really is the key element in this step. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, the first is you need to have a strategic approach in play before uh, you sign a contract with a third party so that you can follow that approach when managing your third party. Remember, document, document, document is equally important in your strategy and planning as it is in your execution. Number two, Rank third parties based upon a variety of factors, including compliance and business performance, length of the relationship, benchmarking, metrics, and KPIs going forward for ongoing monitoring and auditing. Develop a set of KPIs for your employees, just as you would uh, test or evaluate your own company employees from the compliance perspective. Do the same for your third parties. Have they engaged in training? Uh, Do they... Uh, have an ongoing FCPA compliance program or any type of compliance program. Have there been any ethical violations? Have there been any compliance violations? Have there been any FCPA violations? Monitor your third party on an ongoing basis. Have your business relationship manager interact with third parties on a regular basis so that you can test these questions and propositions going forward. And finally, number three, this managing the relationship really is where the rubber meets the road. Many compliance practitioners will think, well, I've got the contract signed. My role in this is over. It's really where it starts, and you need to work on this. You need to plan uh, to um, manage this relationship. You need to work in conjunction with the business relationship manager to map out a strategy so that you can manage the risk of each third party your company uses going forward. I can't emphasize this enough, and this will help you if the regulators ever come knocking or an issue arises. Thank you for joining me on day 17, where we took up management of a third-party relationship. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow when I take up another strategy, tactic, or pointer that you can use in your compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.